You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? How you doing? This is the movie show. On your favorite ORSPS. I'm Sash. My name is Ryan. Are you sure you are not Joey? Because, like, that was very Joey-like of you, Ryan. How you doing? <laughs> How are you doing? No, we are not doing a review <laughs> on Friends, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> we're actually yeah. um, not in the, the Americas at all. We have jumped onto the, the UK. You know the UK? The you know? Yeah, the director Mary comes Poppins. from the UK. Yep. There Fish and chips. <laughs> Fish and chips. London. <laughs> the queen. Well, the king now, I suppose. But no, I yeah. feel like she was such a... The queen. Yes. yes there we go. Yes. The Still UK. the queen. Yeah. So we are reviewing a 2000... Yes. The year 2000. A film from the year 2000. That's right. We do it. Uh, we do We do any genre. Any year. Any year. And this is a crime comedy. Mm. And it's actually Guy Ritchie's second film. So last year we did a whole Quentin Tarantino run. I don't know if we're going to do a whole Guy Ritchie run. We haven't decided that. But we were like, hey, let's Because this wasn't actually his first film. It's his second film. So this was the, 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 the film that made yeah. him... No. The f so the first film was Lock, Stock and Smoking and, Barrel. Have yeah. you watched it? No, I haven't watched it either. Can't say that I did. And then this was the, the, the second film, Snatch. And then, yeah, Guy Ritchie's gone on to do lots of films. He did Sherlock Holmes, the, the both Sherlock Holmes films with Robert mm. Downey Jr. He's directed King Arthur, Legend of the Sword with, uh, what's his name? I can't believe I forgot his name. The guy. Ham Charlie Hannum. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. Yes. And then he did The Gentleman, mm. which I love. I love The Gentleman. That was with Matt Matthew McConaughey. That. Yeah, that was very good. Hey. Yeah, hey. Mm. <laughs> and then he also did Aladdin, the live action remake of Aladdin. That was Guy Ritchie, brought to you by Guy Ritchie. Yay. Whenever they, they, they spoke in the reviews about Guy. It would, I would be like, guy. Oh, guy. I even watched uh, an interview with um, Jason Statham. Statham. Yes. However you pronounce that dude's surname. And he was like, you know, guy's, a, he, guy's the type of guy that... But he, he wasn't even... He was being serious. He wasn't even playing. Like, I was just like, guy's the type of guy that... Like, yeah. What a name. <laughs> right, guy. And it's spelled the same, right? It is spelled the yeah. same, yes. Guy. He also did The Wrath of Man. With Jason. In fact, Jason's in a lot of his films. You know how yeah. like you have directors that but work it's got with that the same... same yes. That same comedy yes. action. Yeah. And then he also did The Man from Uncle, which was a very... I remember that was a very, very good film. Love that one. Yeah, that was... You mm. saw that, right? Yeah. Yes. And then I'm trying to think. Sherlock Holmes, we said... Oh, wow. Aladdin 2. But there's no date next to it. Wow. And then... Interestingly enough, do you know that he has two films coming out this year? 2023. So he's doing two films. Well, they're coming out this year. So he's been working so on... he's done two films that are coming out this year. He's made two films and they are both coming, coming out, out this, this year. year. <laughs> Why they are both coming out this year, I don't know. Because that's very unusual. 
you know, yeah, like, yeah. But so the one is called Operation Fortune, and it's coming. It's an action comedy, and that one has Jason in it again, and Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant also is mm. a, an actor that reprises his role, and that looks also. It's an action comedy, but it also looks like you know his style with crime and all of that. It looks very much. I actually wonder if both those films, like one of them, uh, he had sort of loaded from uh, sort of the pandemic. So in other words, yeah, then just put it on wall to release. To release, but then he carried on. That's that's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second film is called The Covenants. This one has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, and it's an action slash action thriller. I feel like this film's gonna have more of a Wrath of Man style to it, just based on. So it's a war film, but you know the so Guy Ritchie has different styles. Normally his style is very like. His characters are dressed in a very fashionable manner. The saturation of the colors that he uses is often quite saturated. And so there's very, like, he's got a very stylized look. But then he has another type of look where it's almost gray. The film looks gray, if I could put it like that. So Sherlock Holmes, if you look at Sherlock Holmes, it was gray. Like that film was just, do you understand what I'm saying? And then Wrath of Man also, it's like it's, he got, it's weird that he has those two contrasts. I haven't seen Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man's very mm. good. Is you, it? Yeah, uh, we must... You know what? Maybe, maybe we're going we to do a Guy Ritchie marathon. Uh, I sense that. I feel like I, a <laughs> Guy, Guy Ritchie marathon. marathon coming up. Mm. So yeah, there's like a very... It's got a very like... It's not It's not comedy. I think that's where it comes in. So when he does comedy, he, he like brings in color and that type of thing and almost... It's not over exaggeration, but in a way, it is a little bit of an like over exaggerate that type of feel. Okay. And then there's the straightforward. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, Jason. Yeah. How do you pronounce you? So you know, whenever he's got that straight face, mm. like picture his face, and then picture a colorful film. Yeah. There oh we wow. Go. Okay. Got it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm personally looking very forward mm. to those two films coming out this year. Yes, that was a complete sidetrack. But anyway, back to Snatch. So Snatch is Guy Ritchie's second film. And, okay, I'm going to say what I didn't like about the film. The swearing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The swearing was so bad. It was like it could have even been worse than a Quentin Tarantino film. Mm. And a Quentin Tarantino film is bad. But, yeah, the swearing was... It was. It's almost like it's part of that that era. The Quentin Tarantino mm. You know, Look, kind of what's interesting genre. about Guy Ritchie is him and Quentin Tarantino, um, their like debut was sort of around the same time. Mm. And they so you had a whole bunch of like directors hit the the film industry and they were all bringing like this new style, this new type of, you know, editing or yeah, they were all. Yeah. So in fact, many people call Guy Ritchie the British Quentin Tarantino. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. That does make sense. Even yeah. looking at, at the sort of behind the scenes stuff with him and his interviews, they, I get the same vibe. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know which one. I think I, pref- I think I prefer Guy Ritchie's films. I love Quentin Tarantino. It's very American raw. Yes. But I think because I think I like. Now that I think about it, Guy Ritchie, most of his films ha- has like a British. Mm. That they take place in Brit- like yeah. I'm just thinking Sherlock Holmes as well. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of British. That whole British. He does work. Um, he does. He does obviously do like American. Mm. Yeah, but he he is he is more based in like the British and the Americans. Their their raw action 
gangster, you know. Very different. Uh, they're both the same, you know, swearing guns, yeah. but the whole feel is different. You know what I think it is? Guy Ritchie, because, so they both do comedy, but Guy Ritchie's got... There's the he just has the British sense of humor, yeah. and I personally like the British sense of humor. Mm. So I think I think that's also one of the reasons I like his films. And then also I like how he he normally so he does sometimes tell his stories in linear, but he'll the way he does things is smart. So in Snatch, you you're watching a sequence and three different characters are, are driving in a car mm. at the same time though, and he's showing you how they all. So they're not together, but how all of their parts meet, basically. But what he does is he, he doesn't show it in proper sequence. So he'll he, you see the one character and next month they, by mistake, like ride into someone. And you're like, what? Why did they ride into someone? Then he cuts back to the other characters and then you click, oh, that character threw milk out the window and then the milk went yeah. on the windscreen. And then that's... So the way he does that is... I enjoy how he does that. But I also remember there are times where he doesn't do linear. I'm sure King Arthur, he he jumps with the... So in other words, he didn't he didn't start at the beginning of the story and then run through event per event and then you know you get to the end. Of, he he mixes it, not as much as um, Christopher Nolan though. Yeah. Christopher Nolan is king of non-linear stories. That dude. Yeah, in fact, he goes backwards. Literally, and forwards at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he literally did that in a film. <laughs> so a whole film where we that's basically not, the storyline. We are There's not a, joking there. And it's the same character going yeah. forwards and backwards yes. in the same. Yeah, but the, anyway. main, the main character is walking forward, <laughs> and everyone around is walking backwards. <laughs> And then the main character is fighting with the main character. The one's going forward, and the no other one's one... going backwards. Yeah, no, no, no we're not going to give any spoilers, you know, mm. no, nothing at all. Yeah. So, um, in this film, you have the cast. It's a pretty, pretty good cast. It, it actually was a pretty good cast. So you have Jason, of course. You have Vinnie Jones, and apparently, <laughs> there was one day on set where, in one of the shots, his a stunt double had to actually stand in in for him because that day he didn't show up on set because he was in prison because the previous night he had gotten into a fight with someone <laughs> so they had to get someone else to to like like step in and see it's definitely got that tarantino vibe yep but i feel yeah shame so yeah he 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 was there for most of his his parts but then was not there because... Um, there was one time where he wasn't. Yeah, there was one time when he was not there. And then I thoroughly enjoyed Brad Pitt. In my opinion, this was Brad Pitt's best acting performance yep. ever. I've never seen mm. Brad Pitt like I've this. I've got a new respect for that guy. Oh my goodness. I've always had a respect for him, but in this film, and especially yeah. hearing that, so uh, how he got in this film, he was actually written in specifically because mm. Brad, Brad Pitt um, approached Guy Ritchie and said... And said uh, can I be, you know, I want to be in your next film. Yeah. And he's like, cool, you're in the next film, yeah. done. Realizing that, that this film that he had already written... Didn't have a uh, character. Didn't have, and actually he wasn't going to fit in there at all because of his American... I don't know necessarily the accent because there was some American... You know, there, there was American actors yeah. in here with the American accents. So then he went and he wrote Brad Pitt into the, the, the story and on top of that, making him the main character as well. And his accent was crazy. No, he's... 
He was proper Irish. Do you know that is an Irish accent? But as in like, you know, because the Irish do, they speak English and they're the one, the Irish and the Scottish are the type of people that can sometimes speak English and you're like... And you don't know what they said. (laughs) And they didn't. One of my friend's grandfathers is Scottish and he's been in South Africa for a long time, but he's still got a very heavy Scottish accent. And even today when he talks, I'm like... Sometimes you're just like He's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know yeah, yeah. And I'm just like <laughs> What? <laughs> and I don't want to disrespect him So I'm just like nodding Yes, yes, okay, cool <laughs> Do you remember Br- Brad Pitt's accent? Was it Inglorious? Yes So can I tell you a funny story? Yeah So I was with For those of you who remember Tim If you go back in, in our movie show it, Last year it's, he was in a couple of episodes And we were chatting And he said to me What is, who, what is, your, what is your favorite Brad Pitt performance? Like what movie do you think Brad Pitt Like was the best in? And mm. I said Inglorious I said I've mm. never seen him act Because he still did this weird Italian He literally said Italian accent in that film mm. And then Tim said to me Okay here's his Snatch Have I watched Snatch and I said no I haven't and then he said you must watch Snatch so that's actually why I suggested to Ryan let's watch Snatch and I this for me this performance Mm. has beaten his performance in Mm. Inglorious like I actually it's taken it it really shows off what a good actor Mm. Brad Pitt because now he's like completely gone just that like and he never dropped way. it like no. Ari, it was the funniest no. it was the funniest but most satisfying thing mm. to watch i can't it explain it like it was it was it was hysterical no, it was and i respect brad pitt because mm. like guy Ritchie, he was a uh, it was his second film like this was literally his second film mm. and yet brad pitt and brad pitt was already a, a big yeah. star by then mm. and yet brad pitt got his agents to contact guy Ritchie and say hey i want to be in your next film mm. which shows that brad pitt was like he wasn't. It's, he wasn't just looking for you know the best biggest role and yeah. So, and apparently the accent. So when he got the role, they hired accent coaches, all of that. But apparently the day before they started shooting, Guy Ritchie and Brad Pitt still weren't happy with the accent that he that he had, and so they decided to work on it. And I think Guy Ritchie, I think Brad Pitt might have said to Guy Ritchie, "Okay, you do the character. How would you do the character?" And based off of that, they then came up with the Irish accents and then went went forward with that. Yeah, I almost thought that because remembering uh, Brad Pitt's accent from from Inglorious, you yes. know, he, like his accent wasn't. Uh, no, it didn't feel natural. So I thought maybe with this one he was trying hard to be Irish, and so they just sort of worked with it in. It was so good though, right? Yeah, no, because it was. Because I watched in December. There's a movie called the 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 the, uh, the Banshees of. And then it's a weird name in Irishman or something. It's a place in Ireland and it's got a full Irish cast. So it's got Colin Farrell. It's got, um, Colin ugh, Farrell. I can't even remember the other guy's name, but he's an mm. Irish a- actor. Um, it's got the, the cast is fully, it's got Barry Keoghan. It's literally fully Irish. Mm. And I remember watching it and I've never actually, like I've heard the Irish accent, like you hear Saoirse Ronan, but yeah. she's got a different, there's different Irish accents, obviously like in every country, it's not everyone doesn't speak the same. So mm. there's, there's a specific Irish accent and they all had it in this one. And I was still like, wow, I've never heard people speak like mm. this before. And Brad Pitt sounded like them. Like mm. Brad Pitt sounded exactly. It was brilliant. It really was brilliant. <laughs> he did a good job. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no, Brad Pitt's performance was, it was really good. And then I also thoroughly enjoyed, um, so, you know, Jason had the, oh, where's this actor's name now? He had the friend. 
He's, 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 his name is Turkish. You know Tommy? Yes, 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 yes. Who yeah. played Tommy? I can't believe I don't have this actor. Uh, oh, yeah. Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Mm -hmm. He, I thoroughly enjoyed him as well. Like every single person that played, whatever character they played, was perfect for their role. Yeah. There wasn't one person that wasn't... Mm. Do you understand? Like that mm. everyone and everyone had such a distinct character, and I think Guy Ritchie is very good at doing that. Is creating very distinct, but true. Like it's not you don't find the same person over and over and over. Like yeah. every single person is a very unique. yeah, very unique and very yeah. distinct. And like they they stand out. Yes, they. yeah. So I thought that was the the mm. cast. The cast really was good. It's a very old film. Yeah. But it's 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 it can, it can, you're in like from the beginning, and the concept of the film is very interesting. All it is is there's a diamond. This is literally the concept of the film. There's a diamond that was stolen, and you watch how yep. different people get their hands on or try to snatch the diamond mm. up. Hence the name snatch, and then that's literally the entire film. Makes sense. It does. And then. Um, Apparently, every mistake that Sol, Vincent, and Tyrone... So, you know Sol, yeah. Vincent, and Tyrone. The, they were the three guys that eventually got a dog. That eventually took the diamond. <laughs> but apparently, every mistake... And they were terrible criminals, those three. They were so bad. Like, they kept getting themselves into, like, weird and wonderful situations. But... All of their mistakes were inspired by various late night TV shows about real life crimes right. gone horribly wrong. Yeah. And Guy Ritchie even Which said... Which they actually pulled off in the film as yes. well. Mm. And Guy Ritchie even said like he mm. would hear stories sitting in pubs about like crimes gone terribly wrong. Mm. And he literally like write them all down and then like put them together. By the way, Guy Ritchie wrote this film, which he does do... It's, he's like mm. Quentin Tarantino where they write and they write direct, and direct their own film. Yeah, I think it works out well. It does. It's like a iPhone. The original designer and original maker and all of that and you get a great phone. Yeah, you do. So that's why it works You out. really can see the mm. difference between a film that's been directed and mm. written by the same person and one that hasn't. Mm. There's something... There's depth to the a film. The idea comes across. Yeah. But there's this depth to mm. it. It's like... It's not just a... A flat movie. I don't know how to mm. explain it. There's so much... Like when you think about the film and you want to watch it again mm. and a second time and a third time because it's just... It's it's satisfying, you yeah. know? It's a very it's a very satisfying thing to Definitely watch. Agreed. Yeah. So if you are a director, we mm. highly recommend you pull... And you don't have to have... I was watching an interview with Guy Ritchie. So basically uh, what he did was in 2020, he rewatched Snatch and then did an interview on it. So they literally had Guy Ritchie rewatch Snatch 20 years later and comments on it. Uh, and he was saying how he, 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 do, he writes, but he says his spelling is atrocious. And like, so like, even if you cannot spell, which I am like, thank you very much. It's okay. Like go and write. Spelling doesn't matter. Mm. You can, you can mm. write. Just, just get someone to spell. As long for as you. someone can read it, it doesn't yes. matter how it's spelled. Exactly. And as, as <laughs> a person, a person can spell check. You know that thing in your brain, they say if the first letter and the last letter is what it is and mm. you jumble the middle, your brain, everyone's brain can work out. You assume. Yes. What the word is. Assumption. So all you have to make mm. sure is you've got all the letters the, involved in the letter. word. And the yeah. first and last letter is there. Mm. There we go. But now what's also interesting is, um, that, so this was only his second film, yeah. which means he didn't have a big budget on the film. So he had to work mm. with, you know, small budget. And I think they did a very, very good job because it doesn't look like a low they budget They raised a film. lot of, they raised, 
I think they raised a lot of the money. Money. Yeah. But it doesn't look mm. like a low budget. Do you, mm, no. you know how like you have films that it doesn't yeah. look like that's what I respect about these directors is mm. even though they didn't have a lot of money, the yeah. quality of the film is still, there's, there's no lack of quality. Yeah. It's still, they might not have as big explosions, but mm. do you understand? Like, yeah. But the producers couldn't afford enough extras for the boxing match sequences. So whenever a camera angle changed, the extras had to move around to create the impression of a crowded house. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. There we go. So you can probably in each angle spot. Yeah, you could the pause it and people. look for the one person. Where There's is the guy Bob? with the red hat. Let's name him Bob. There's the guy with the yellow shirt. There's the guy with the beard. And nope, not in this one. I we don't see the lady. We wanted to do that. We didn't have enough extras, and mm. like it was a big shootout that we were filming, and we needed like guys to just keep coming and like keep dying. So mm. we literally did like four different angles and got the same like guys to just die. Yeah. And like they kept, and the one dude still did this amazing like backflip yeah. over like a wall yeah. and like died. Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do, you know. Mm. Extras. They are amazing people yes. that can die more than once. Just bring five shirts. <laughs> Luckily for us, they were all dressed in black because, you know, they all needed to just yeah. look like... Yeah. So you wouldn't have noticed. There we go. Unless you knew them. And then, I don't know if you remember when we spoke about James Cameron and how he would um, drill people's phones into the wall during filming if their phone rang yep. on set. So Guy Ritchie, he didn't drill people's phones into the wall, but what he did, and he apparently does this on all of his sets, to keep things in order during production, he introduced a system of fines on sets. So yeah. you would be fined for mobile phones ringing if you arrived late, if you took naps during shooting, if you were being cheeky or being unfunny or moaning and complaining. Mm -hmm. And then apparently one staff member was even charged for letting the craft service table run out of coffee cups. But like, I actually saw behind the scenes footage and it, it wasn't actually like a horrible thing. Like it became like quite a, quite a funny thing. So at think. one point they're shooting and next minute you hear this old, because it's the 2000s, this old mobile phone ring. And it was Jason's. Yeah. And you see the, the B-roll camera turn. Everyone's like, oh. But Shane, you could see Jason felt so bad. Uh, like he yeah. was like, I'm so sorry. Like yeah. he actually felt so bad. Because yeah. like it is like to have your phone ring in the yeah. middle of a, a, the shoot, is, yeah. especially if... Like, he wasn't even on set. Yeah. So now you're disturbing the actors. Well, especially if you're doing film as yes. well. Because... Yeah. yeah. But you could see it wasn't like... It wasn't anything horrible. Mm -hmm. It actually just created a cool atmosphere That's on you. set. That's you. Ah, we got you. But then apparently it even... So it... it, it, it basically... Guy Ritchie set himself up because they started holding him accountable to the same standards. Oh, yeah. So at one point, I think his phone rang on set and then they came and they were like, hmm, so like, and then, but literally they would have, they would have fines. So they would yeah. have to pay like 16 pounds or whatever per, per fine that they got. So then they'd write their names. I know. think I would have said, I would have said, okay, fine. If my phone rings, then yes. All right, fine. $10. But if your phone rings, then everybody's debt is canceled. Wait, as in if Guy Ritchie's phone yes. rings. <laughs> I'm like, guys, what happened to silent? Like, phones in the 2000s had silent Plus, mode, right? Yeah, no, of course. So, like, good, yeah. But anyway. In fact, it, it, I suppose they just forgot, you know. Side note, on the old Nokia's, I don't know if you remember, when you, when you held in the power button, it wouldn't go off. Oh, yeah. It would go to the different, uh, the different profiles. The different you could put it on. Silence, personal meeting, you just go to silent in. There we go. 
Yeah. And then also Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's perf- actually not just his accent, his entire performance. Apparently, even with the fight scenes, he was actually fighting with. Um, so the guy that he he fought with was Mike Tyson's. What was he? Ba- I think Mike Tyson would 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 train with the guy. You know that very tall guy that that Brad Pitt had to box yeah. in the box. The the that was that champion that, guy. That guy actually boxes or boxed. I don't. He probably he probably doesn't anymore because it was like twenty three years ago. Yeah. But with Mike Tyson, so Brad Pitt was boxing with someone that that basically is boxing with Mike Tyson like on a regular basis. And Guy Ritchie said apparently um, Brad Pitt kept hitting his elbows. And apparently, if you like punch someone's elbows, eventually your hands like. You can't move them type of thing. But he said Brad Pitt was such a... He was like such a good sport because he gave it his all. He even got hit a couple of times and he'd even like try and hit... But it, so like I actually think the boxing to, to a great degree wasn't... You know, like in films they do the... You know, I punch you, you at the, the, the last second just react to it. And just, yeah, I, yeah. I think that a lot of the, the boxing was actually real. Yeah. But Brad Pitt apparently because of his character sure. as well... Because he's a gypsy, so he's very... He's a gypsy. Like, apparently he he limited bathing during filming to try and basically give himself that... Look the and look, feel. The look, the look mm. of, and he looked dirty. He, did. he looked like he had a layer of dirt that, that like, had built up over, so... Especially if you got uh, shiny skin under all those lights. And then also, yeah, mm. because of the sweat and, mm. yeah... But the, I, I love Guy Ritchie's style as well. Like the way he, the way he shoots and the way he edits. Yeah. It's, you know it's a Guy Ritchie film. So it's not just the writing. It's not just the characters. He's definitely an artist. You know, he you, is. You know you get like a director who's, okay, we're going to make films and this is the way. And they make the film, you know. And then you get like the artists, mm. which are more like the guy. That they've got a very strong flavor on their films. Yes. So this Guy Ritchie is one of those. Guy Ritchie, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was brilliant. Mm. I'm not saying so. The film's not necessarily the most kosher of films. No. It's, yeah, you have to, and it is. And I think also because it's a crime film, mm. they like really go into like the the rawness of the crime yeah. world type of thing. Mm. Um, I remember the the gentleman swearing was very bad. Yeah. But I I would say the gentleman was a little bit better than Snatch from yeah. like a. A rawness mm. perspective. It's almost as if, like Quentin, Te- like obviously these are the two, the two, fil- the two directors that that we know so far. So it's not the only two, but between Guy Ritchie and uh, Quentin Tarantino, their earlier films are like the most rawest, the most, and then as they sort of uh, mature and yeah. they make more films, they're sort of like, okay, I guess we need to just calm Turn down, it down on that one. Yeah. You know, my daughter did complain, or no, my wife was complain. Okay, let's just. I guess we don't need to go that that active. maybe they want to pro- get more audiences I don't know yeah they don't want such a high so this was under uh, Guy Ritchie's belt as some of his early like raw yeah films but still I, th- it's a good film mm. it is a very good film it's enjoyable yeah the, the, and every like I said everything with Guy Ritchie it's like I think the more money so like I think the, the, the more money he got for his films the more he, he just went to like bigger scale thing. Yeah. But it's it's not, his quality was never not there. The mm. quality was always there. Like, mm. yeah. And it's very, it's not as um as talky, if I could put it like that, as a Quentin Tarantino film. Like Quentin Tarantino is the type of director that long has dialogues. 
long dialogue. Mm. You could even call it unnecessary dialogue. Mm. It's not necessarily unnecessary but dialogue. But it's so entertaining. Yeah, because there's a reason it's there. But mm. the Guy Ritchie's not... He's, he, he's almost a little bit quicker in his cuts. Like, yeah. he's got this, like, very fast-paced style mm. to him. But it's still, it's still brilliant. And his dialogue is brilliant. Yeah. Like, what the characters are saying is... Mm. is brilliant you're either killing yourself laughing and also like this film was not predictable like it really was not no. pre- like everything that happened you were just like what like mm. you you didn't see anything coming yeah but that's what comedy is comedy yeah. is and un- it's actually what makes it funny it plays on the, the unpredictability the, of the moment the sudden right? turn of mm. of event yeah did the e- at the end were you like wait Wait, 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 like... Th- yeah. So, apparently, the end is left ambiguous mm-hmm. with Cousin Avi's story arc um, with him getting on the plane and heading back yeah. to London. And then... And I loved how... So, so Guy Ritchie spoke about how they came up with... They wanted a line that he'd say that would basically start that very quick montage sequence, mm. which was, I'm coming to London. Yeah. And then... And then At after the you end. said that, you see like passport stamp yeah. playing, him drinking yeah. something, and, which was very clever. And then yeah. it, that happened obviously at the end again. But then also... Um, what, never go to London? Or, yeah. Mm. <laughs> However, so they say it is safe to assume that he actually did get the diamond. So he was the one that set out to get the diamond yeah. in the first place. But it is safe to assume that he got the diamond as the beginning credits show him inspecting the diamond and smiling. That's right. So you actually, Guy Ritchie gave it away. And I also loved the beginning credits and how mm. you know what i'm talking about mm. he he did the the freeze frame and mm. then would show like mickey or whoever the character yeah. was but also the way he he so like brad pitt threw something and then that that would then somehow come into the next shot so it wasn't that all the characters were in it's the creative. same place but he kept this continuity yeah. of going from that was very very mm. good I, yeah. I think for 2000s uh, that was also something new yeah <clears throat> yes so it was very, it was very cool. Yeah, because to be creative in the beginning or end credits, then wasn't yeah. it wasn't now today? Obviously, we've seen the big yeah. films that do that, but yeah, and even like so in the two in the early two thousands, it became like speed ramping in films and mm. like the overlays and the double takes. You know, that was such a big style. Mm. And I remember I watched Mission Impossible two. Oh my goodness, that film! That film could have been like an hour an hour shorter if they just didn't do all the speed ramps and mm. things that they were doing. But guys. So Guy Ritchie still has that, but he doesn't overuse it. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, he's not just... No, it's necessary. Yeah, like, for, for him, it, it's there because it adds to it, the story. It, it helps out the story. Yeah. yeah. It was very... I, I mm. thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. I, but I'm a big fan of Guy Ritchie yeah. films. So Yeah, I was excited. I think I possibly could like Guy Ritchie films more than Quentin Tarantino films. Yeah. It's just got a bit more of that stylish touch yes. to it. Yeah. Mm. And you... They just... It's like, it's just a good film. Mm. Like... Sometimes Quentin Tarantino's films, you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Guy Ritchie, you're like, that was weird, but that was good. Got you. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. So I'm thoroughly, um, I'm thoroughly, I'm really looking forward to his two films coming Mm. out this year. Mm. I think they're going to be very different, but Mm. yeah. Definitely. So it's been the movie show. On your favorite ORSPS. We should have gotten a line that Brad Pitt said in his Irish accent. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Peace. Cheers. Radio has never been better, baby. This is Active FM. Go to www.activefm.co.za for more.